With Mormonism, I'm going to focus on three very important doctrines, God the Father, Jesus Christ, and humanity. But in order to understand the Mormon doctrines in these areas, it is important to understand first their doctrine of eternal progression, which is in many ways the shell of Mormon doctrine. To understand this is to understand the outcome of their certain doctrines. First of all, in eternal progression, there is eternal sentient and non-sentient matter. There is spiritual and actual material matter that exists eternally. This is called intelligence. The next stage of four is that we have to become spirit children. How does this happen? Well, for our planet, it happens for other planets as well, but for our planet, Elohim, who's an exalted man, God, God the Father, has sexual relationship with his goddess wife. They don't know her name. And Heavenly Mother becomes pregnant with spirit children. From where or from what are these spirit children formed? Intelligence, the eternal stuff of the universe, spiritual and material. So the second stage is that we become spirit children. The third stage is that we take a body here on Earth. And again, this has happened in other for other planets and perhaps even other universes. We take a body. And then fourthly, the ideal state is if we are worthy enough, we can become gods and goddesses ourselves and at the uh, morning of the first resurrection, be resurrected and live here on earth, procreate spirit children ourselves and send them to our individual planets to begin the process over and over again. So intelligence, spirit child, take a body, and then ideally Godhood. Let's apply this to God the Father, the Mormon God the Father. Well, he was also created as a, as a spirit child from his mother God, goddess and father God. And he had to take a body on earth, and then at his death, since he was faithful to the teachings, that he actually became a God. And that's key, became a God. Psalm 90 verse 2 has an answer for the Mormon church. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The rub here is that in Mormonism, God the Father became a God. Now we come to Jesus Christ. It's a little different with Jesus. Jesus became a God in the spirit child stage, but nonetheless, he was the first spirit child, and again, formed from eternal intelligence of Elohim and Goddess Mother. He's the firstborn spirit child. Mormons cite Colossians 1.15 for this, of course, out of context. And then in order for the spirit child Jesus to take a body on earth, Elohim, God the Father, a man, exalted God, came down and had a sexual relationship with the Virgin, Mer uh, Virgin Mary. Folks, it was not a virgin birth, even though Mormons may say it is. And this is a blasphemous view of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And even Mormon prophets have stated, He was not begotten by the Holy Ghost. And of course, we can share with Mormons Matthew 1, verses 18 and 20. But the, uh, the issue here also is that Jesus became a God in the spirit child stage. John 1.1 1, 1 reads, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God the Father, and the Word was God. In other words, 
in the beginning was the Word. Before anything was created, was created, the pre-incarnate Jesus as God the Son always existed. And the Word was with God the Father from all eternity. And what the Father is by nature, Jesus shares in that same nature. He always was God the Son. He did not become a God in the spirit child stage. Now let's apply the doctrine of eternal progression. Again, intelligence, then we become spirit children, then we take bodies, and then ideally we can become gods ourselves, to the Mormon doctrine of humanity. Well, we were once, even you listening to this and watching this, and your friends, everyone, were once spirit children in the pre-existence, according to Mormonism. And then we took bodies on earth by the natural procreative techniques of our fathers and mothers. We were given tabernacles or bodies. And if we are worthy enough, that is, if we go to the temple, continue in the temple receiving endowment ceremonies, etc., we will become gods and goddesses ourselves. And at the first resurrection, we'll be raised up, say the Mormons, if you're worthy enough, you will be gods and goddesses. And the couple on 225 Main Street will, have, will procreate spirit children, and that couple will send their spirit children to a respective planet. The couple on 227 Main will do the same and send their spirit, uh, spirit children to receive bodies on their respective planet over which they will be God and goddess. So humanity can become gods and goddesses. Isaiah 43.10 also witnesses strongly to Mormons. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, that you may know, believe, understand. I am He. Before me no God was formed, neither will there be after me. And in Mormon doctrine, now according to Mormonism, they believe God the Father is infinite in knowledge. There's a philosophical problem with that, that you cannot progress from finitude to infinite knowledge. But nonetheless, in Isaiah, if we grant the Mormons' view that God knows everything, how come in Isaiah the Lord says, I know not one other God? So Mormonism, by any stretch of the Christian imagination, according to the Bible's witness, is not Christian. It is a pseudo-Christian cult. We have to meet Mormons at our doorstep in love and share with them the true Christ.